Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Bank holiday vibes. Bank holiday vibes. Nobody's around. It's really hard to get a cup of coffee in this place. No one's going to listen because they ain't going to work. <laughs> I'm drinking what could only be described as a Coca-Cola energy cola, um, which has no taurine. Is taurine the enemy now? Is taurine the enemy within? Yeah. Can't have, you, you can Might only be, have caffeine from um, natural sources. Uh, and it says no taurine, so maybe taurine's bad according to the Coca-Cola Corporation. Annoyingly, I went into the Sainsbury's to get myself a little cup of coffee from the little machine. No reusable cups available. or not, No um, cardboard cups, no nothing. It annoys me, Luke, because <laughs> all of this, uh, you know, one-use plastic you shouldn't be having and all this stuff, yeah. uh, it's very wasteful, which I agree with. I didn't start drinking bottles of water until about three years ago. So why should I have to curb my use. Curb my enthusiasm. Curb my enthusiasm for the um, single-use plastic when everybody else has been running roughshod over the planet for all of this time. And we are, I should say before we move on from this, we are touring in our guys as a football ramble. Go to ramblelive.com yeah. to get your tickets. If you're a fan of Luke and Picture, you should get your tickets at ramblelive.com because... Um, it's basically the Luke and Picture, Yeah, isn't it's it? basically the Luke and Picture yeah. about football, uh, frequently not about football, with two other guys. All down yourself. All on your little shorty shots. I'm already they, they hot. They look a bit boxer shortsy. I did, don't expect. Roll I them right up, mate. That. I didn't expect that. I um, deserve that. Quite apologies frankly. to anyone that had problems downloading us last week, Peter. What was that all about, Peter? I missed that. All what? You gonna front up? Well, I didn't do anything. Doesn't matter. Take responsibility. Okay. Um, I got the the ducts of the computers that serve you the audio um, gummed up with shit I put in the back um, we fixed it with thermal paste I, just, I was posting cockroaches into it it's where because it, they like it it's warm yeah a little bit, little bit posting them in there yeah post them in there I told you I sent my mate a whole box of crickets didn't I mm. yeah why Why was Why was the um, looking picture all askew last week I don't know there was did we, some did we sort, get an answer there was some sort of problem with Acast apparently that's the thing with podcasts it's so obs- obscure obtuse um it's you just don't. It's sort of opaque, I'd say. Um, you just wait around and it fixes itself after a while, doesn't it? <laughs> I don't think anyone knows what's happening. No, and everyone's just praying that it gets fixed. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Th- when we do live shows, Pete, as like, under our football ramble guys, mm. um, it has got a bit more of a Luke, Luke and Pete show sort of feel to it. Last day of school, isn't it? 
Yeah. Last day. We're just job. chasing laughs. We're doing like um, how many shows are we doing? Fourteen in the UK? Seventeen? Quite a lot. Yeah. Quite yeah. a few. Um, I'll probably be pissed off at you by the end. I'll be pissed off at you at the start, so we'll meet in the middle and we'll yeah. probably have some good shows around about Wickham. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, looking forward to that. What Fun. have you been up to this bank holiday weekend? Uh, I went, uh, just, just, um, <coughs> I had a nice weekend. It was fun. It was, it was very relaxing. Didn't do anything strenuous. Didn't overdrink. Something some like Chinese? Had a steak. All right. Got, got one of those uh, what, gaucho. Deliveroo uh, gaucho. Do nice. deliveries. Um, uh, so I bought a rather expensive steak, which, you know, it's takeaway steak. It's never going to be as good as the actual um, restaurant, is it? So I would, I would say that if it were down to me for that, I would rather them deliver me a raw steak and I'll just cook it myself. Well, how is that delivering delivering food then, is it? No, but I think you can cook a better steak at home if you if you in, introduce a delivery kind of thing. Because it needs to... I mean, I suppose what they could do is take it straight off the grill, hmm. put it on the delivery thing and use that as the resting time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you've got to let a steak rest. Exactly. So it's not, uh, it's, it's not, too, uh, not, not too shoddy. I can't do delivery or Uber <laughs> Eats or anything where I live because it just takes too long and the food is a load of old shit by the time it gets there. Right, okay. Like if, I, if I deliveroo, say... Anything really, Nando's. Although Nando's did their own delivery, but it's the same principle. Nando's, McDonald's, maybe one or two others. But by the time it gets to our house, mm. it's just not fit for purpose. Anything with fries in. I mean, like it, KFC made a big point of not offering fries front and centre because they thought that the fries wouldn't be very good by the time they got to the people. Well, KFC fries aren't that good anyway. You say that, but uh, they're all right. They're a bit too. Uh, they're not crispy enough for me. They're not crispy enough for me. How was your weekend, Luke Mill? Where have you been? It's pretty you always, good. You always uh, chip off somewhere. Go for, no, I was, yomping. I was watching the cricket. Oh, right, okay. And I also, um, I, we also have friends visiting from the US. So we were right, doing okay. the touristy thing with them. Of course, I worked Friday night, but then Saturday and Sunday we were just... Saturday we did touristy things, and then Sunday I watched the cricket. The cricket was unbelievable again, twice mm. in the same summer. What, what's going with the on same with our, player? What's going on with our cricket? Um, we seem to be not having the best start to things, and then... yeah. Pulling it out, pulling out of the fire. England were all out for 67 in the first mm. innings and a crucial Ashes test against Australia, yet still won the game. Mm. It's crazy. I it's liked it insane. when, um, is it Brody? Brody! Brody! Brody hit the ball and he knew it stayed hit. So he was like, yes! That was Ben, that was that was ben Stoke. Ben Stokes. Brody! Yeah. Um, tell you what's <laughs> really broad. Broad I'll Japan. I'll tell you what's Brody. really funny is, um, is that, so Pete, for, the, for those who aren't cricket fans, it'll, this will give you a bit of extra context, which hopefully you'll find the music. So Ben Stokes did something at the same ground against the same opposition that Ian Botham, you know, we all know about bo- beefy, beefy problematic beefy, issues. Beefy Botham. Yeah, that he had burnished his reputation at in 1981. Right. Now, the, the delicious irony being <laughs> that he's also now part of the TV coverage team mm. for this test match. Right. Yet Ben Stokes does it as well. Yeah. Arguably in a better situation and mm. performs better. And so when it pans to all the people doing the punditry, both of them just like <laughs> deliberately avoiding questions about whether it's better than his, like all this other stuff. Right, okay. Because you know, his heart beefy is quite a petty man. Yeah. And so it was just quite funny to have him in the studio while it happened. Did he, Did they ask uh, the immortal uh, words, what, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> beefy, what are you thinking? Because uh, both of them uh, posted a picture of his knob on Twitter, thinking it was a DM, saying, what are you thinking? From the worst angle as well. From the worst angle. So you've yeah. got the, the actual... Shriveled nutsack front and centre. Shriveled nutsack, um, not great. Posi- I mean, the penis isn't even up and kind of, you know, giving you a... Standing to attention. Standing to attention. He's a tall man. He's a big man. Beefy. Uh, yeah, he's beefy. beefy. He's beefy. Yeah. Um, so, got yeah. his own emoji. Little disappointing. Little disappointing from Beefy there. We talk about his penis quite a lot, don't we? What are you thinking? 
What, you th- what are you thinking? What are you thinking? Um, Peter, have you um, seen the new Breaking Bad trailer? Uh, yes. I think this might be a pile of shit and everyone's going to be very disappointed, Luke. I think you will think that. Because it's all you, about you... Jesse, isn't it? It's all about Jesse and... Uh... How's Walt going to be in it? What? Flashbacks, I guess. Well, yeah, I guess so. But um, I'm sort of also thinking that because it, it's Jesse-focused, I don't think Jesse is as good an actor as we sort of realise. I think he's. I think he's. Ex- he was excellent in Breaking Bad, and he's obviously had a few missteps since then. But the guy, Brian, I think Brian Cranston is a brilliant actor, by the way. Yeah, but like he's not in. He won't be in this as much, really. This no. is very Jesse focused. Yeah. Uh, so I think it might be. But Aaron, Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul's been kind of um, like addicted and impassioned in his in his sort of. Praise for for Breaking Bad. Like he loves it, doesn't he? I mean, right. if you follow him on Twitter, he um, he's doing like Breaking Bad, like studio tours and stuff. <laughs> even though he's in it, like, he loves it so much. He's always talking about it. Mm. And then there was a bit of disappointment recently because him and Brian Cranston announced they were doing this project together, which turned out to be um, sort of artisan liquor, didn't it? Oh right, okay. So basically, people thought. I think people thought they were working on some kind of TV show together. <laughs> it turned out to be they released their own. Um, brand of mezcal mm. which is like a, I think it's a Mexican spirit right so people got disappointed in that but Jesse Pinkman's not in the trailer it's just skinny P isn't mm. it so I don't know you've got to approach it with an open mind it might be alright I'm, I'm just worried for the I'm worried for a men of a certain age who live there and you yeah um, you're, you're definitely on the younger end of the scale but like people my dad's age who are you know they, they walk past a Breaking Bad t-shirt I'm the one who cooks yeah I'm the one who knocks I can't remember what the fucking phrases are um, Los Polos chicken Los Polos and Manos yeah, yeah. Uh, they, when they walk past those t-shirts in Camden Market they go oh. but that's why oh. that's why Walter White is so popular among people of that age because they think oh yeah that's a bit of me that <laughs> I, could, I could do that yeah they th- my my wife thinks I'm an accountant but really I am I am a tax advisor <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> something, something just to change trains very quickly something that, that caught my attention this week um is, did you see this story about why cornflakes were originally invented? Yeah, it's, it's old school, isn't it? It's like oh, is it, do people know this? Yeah, it's wanking. Oh, it? yes. We haven't talked yes, about this on the show still. before, have we? No. How I mean... have we got to our episode 197 <laughs> and not talked about the guy, Mr. Kellogg, who invented cornflakes, mm. invented and marketed it as a healthy, ready-to-eat, anti-masturbatory morning meal? Is it just kind of is it just kind of keeping you busy or just have any sugars in it? Or I'm not really sure how it all kind of comes together. Really. Well, I think he thought it was so... It was almost like the food equivalent of a cold shower. It was so plain that he would just bring you back down to earth with a bump. Apparently, he was a Seventh Day Adventist uh, and staunchly believed in celibacy and that sex was unhealthy and immoral. Mm. Uh, and he was such a firm believer that sex was damaging to the mind and body that he slept in a separate room from his wife and never consummated the marriage, choosing instead to adopt all their children. So he said, if, if sex was, having sex with your wife was bad, then masturbation was just about as sinful as you could get. He called it a heinous sin, self-pollution. Some dads are weird, some dads are weird, some dads are weird, but they make a lot of money with Kellogg's conflicts. Yeah, I mean, would you prefer your dad to be a multi-multi-millionaire? Why would you call, why would you have the figurehead a big cock? The figurehead of Kellogg's <laughs> is a big cock. What's that about then? Subliminal message. Yeah. Subliminal messaging. Terrible, isn't it? Very, very Unreal. strange. Yeah. Very strange. I didn't know, I didn't know mm. that you already knew that. I thought this was kind of a bit of a revelation. It's a bit of a... Yeah. Did you see that um, story? Oh, I love that story um, of the space fraud. 
Oh no, yeah. So you you linked me to this, but I haven't actually read it yet. So tell people what it's all about. Um, I were I'm paraphrasing because to be quite frank, I've got a clue what's going on. But a space woman, <laughs> an astronaut, was in space, and uh, she apparently uh, accessed uh, a shared bank account while she was away. Um, I think she was going through some troubles with her her wife. Uh, and she um, she accessed the bank the shared bank account uh, completely against uh, the woman on Earth's his her wife on Earth's um, amazing uh, to say that opinions the, her wife was still on Earth <laughs> amazing <laughs> that you can say that contextually exactly uh, and so yeah it, so apparently um, there's a court case um, about some kind of separation I think uh, but I think it's the first case of space fraud or space crime uh, which it's is not amazing. really a space crime is it well, it's just a great commit- headline isn't it. She committed the crime while in space. Yeah, but if I, if I, if you and I are married and we share a bank account, and I'm in Indonesia, and I access our shared bank account, it's not an Indonesian fraud, is it? I think. I, te- the, I think definitely it would be, wouldn't it? The location isn't relevant. Um, because you're accessing, the, you're accessing a bank account online, aren't you? I don't know what the laws are, but yeah, I imagine. I think. It's, I, I think it's focused in, but the the actual act was perpetrated in space. Sure. But I think a lot of sub a lot of sub editors who've got the opportunity to write a headline have thought to themselves, "Do you know what? It'd be bloody lovely to be able to write space fraud yeah, well, in a headline." Well, and that's right, what they've done because that's exactly what happened. She did the she committed the fraud. The estranged spouse's bank account. Uh, she accessed it while in space, and she's going to first uh, criminal allegation uh, in space, which is amazing. She's going to have to send serve her sentence on that prison planet in Alien Three. <laughs> exactly, it's exactly what with she all should those be blokes doing. with the shaved head. She strenuously denies that she did anything improper, and she is totally uh, cooperating. So there we go. And I, I, I don't know about you, but I don't think that the um, the next Alien movie sounds that good. <laughs> <laughs> so what's it about? In space, no one can hear you access a bank account fraudulently. <laughs> exactly. God, the amount of uh, the amount of uh, three, four, five um, factor authentication I got to go through to access my own bank account. Usually, um, I suppose you is... get a text in space going, "Your security number is four three whatever." Like, but they got better broadband up there than you have mm. in your house. I bet they have as well. I wonder what the jurisdiction is then, because I would have thought just because it's accessing a bank account set in a certain territory online, it yeah. would be just a open and shut kind of thing. I, I'm not saying that sh- there's different rules for space people, um, which are called astronauts. Um, I'm just saying that it's interesting that the crime was committed in space. First bit of space crime, or alleged space crime. And what are the flat earthers <laughs> saying about it? I don't know. They probably, do they believe in astronauts? No. No, they or, don't. They don't believe in astronauts. Well, how would they? Yeah, you can still float away from the flat earth, can't you? I don't know. I've to check. <clears throat> mm. How do they stay there in the flat Earth's minds then? What do you mean? Because if they fly off from the Earth, mm. obviously they're in orbit yeah. in real life, mm. but in their world, how are they staying there? Uh, oh, what? Well, you can fly away from orbit, can't you? No, but what fly I'm saying is, from... Pete, look, what I'm saying is, so a flat Earther could see an astronaut mm. or a space rocket mm. flying away from Earth, but as you and I know, it gets into orbit and it starts yeah. orbiting the Earth, and that's how it mm. stays there. How do they think it stays there? Oh, probably just rockets, I reckon. Yeah, um, hydrogen's apparently going to power our um, our uh, radiators in the yeah. future. So where's that come from? That's go- that's going to be dangerous. What? No more it? gas? That's going to be dangerous. Okay, <laughs> something something will go wrong. A hydrogen bomb in everyone's home. <laughs> Pete, let's take a little break. Um, when we come back, I think we're either going to talk a bit about more UFO sightings. Or we might talk about people with interesting names again. Right. Um, let's let's wait and see. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, 
and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Oh, got a bit of a cough, and that was a bit of Ore Town. Yeah, get it blasted out. Bit of blasted out. Um, emails, Lukemore. Hello at lukeandpeteshow.com. Mm. Um, we're on a bit of a paranormal trip at the moment. Anyone, anyone who wants to email in about something they can't explain. I see. Um, a huge amount of these are people walking home from the pub, as you can probably imagine. <laughs> um, but someone sent in a really cool um, database that I haven't had a chance to look at yet. They were asked to put it together for a job interview to mm. show that they could collect and collate data. Oh, yes. Yeah, so yeah. I haven't actually had a chance to read it yet, so we'll, we'll do that in future episodes. That sounds quite interesting. But, uh, yeah, do get in touch on hello at Luke and Pete Show. We'd love to hear from you. If you think you've got something to, to, to email in, but you're not sure about whether to or not, definitely do it, because it's always fun to read them. Um, this is from Lee Young, who helpfully says, I'm not Chinese. Okay, good. Even though he's called Lee Young. Mm. Um he says, hi guys, love the show. I just thought I'd share my UFO encounter with you. After spending an evening with some friends in Rabness, a small village near Harwich. Is it Harwich or Harwich in Essex? Okay. Um, I was driving through the empty country roads into the next town. <coughs> I don't remember the clarity of the night sky, but I remember seeing two downward facing circular lights very close to each other moving across the sky. This grabbed my attention as the lights seemed bigger than that of an airplane and were not flashing. I pulled into a lay-by, got out to get a better look. The two lights flew directly over me. The craft was darker than the night sky, so you could make out its triangular shape. These two big bright lights on the underside of it. It was almost silent. Just a dull hum could be heard as it crossed beneath the clouds. To me, it seemed so big and flying very low, I honestly thought I could reach up and touch it, which I didn't attempt. I managed to take a picture on my phone, and after messing around with the filters, you can make out this triangle craft. I was convinced of some intergalactic visits, and when I got home, I searched the internet for anyone who might have witnessed this as well, but nothing local or recent was there. What I did find, though, were sightings from all over the world of triangle crafts, often thought to be the TR-3B Astra, which I think is a spy plane, but some clear, uh, theories claim it to be a reverse-engineered alien craft. Um, keep up the doodling. Lee Young. Occam's Razor. What do you think about that? Uh, it's probably the first bit. Yeah. There's the photo. I mean, that could be anything, couldn't it? Yeah. Uh, I, it, why are they always so badly t- photographed? Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> So I, I, the photo for those listening is just like two white kind of space circles. Testicles. Yeah, space space mm. balls. Mm. Um, the, the thing with this is interesting. Har- Harwich, I, I mean, admittedly, I don't know how to pronounce it. I think it's Harwich. But I, I looked up where it is, obviously, in Essex. Essex is near Suffolk, of course. Mm. And there's there's American air bases quite a lot. There's, uh, there's one really big one. There's a few different ones in Suffolk. And all these things seem to be happening around air bases, military bases, that kind of stuff. Mm. So you wonder if it's just an undeclared military craft. Or just declared and people just don't have access to that data. I'm struggling. I, I just, I find UFO hunting so very tedious. There's just no need for it. Don't worry about it. It's fine. If it's if it's not an airplane, it's your mind. So don't worry about it. There you go. I'm very much a poo-pooer. Problem solved. I'm like, uh, who's, uh, who's in the fly? Ted Danson. No. Who's... In the um, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum yeah. in uh, Independence Day. I'm basically the scientist who runs in and goes, everything's fine. But it's not though, is it? He, he turns into a massive human fly. That's in the fly. 
But Quite. Independence Day, he's the bloke who says we're all fucked. But in Independence Day, I'd be the one going, everything's fine. But the analogy breaks Don't down. Don't look up there. You're doing the opposite to that. Don't look up there. But there were aliens in that film. Yeah, I know. But I'd be like, <laughs> Don't look up there. Then White House gone. I love the White idea House of like, gone. Of like 70 years, <laughs> 70 years of like repeated sightings and like rumors, mm. and you're just coming in saying, if it's not an airplane, it's your mind. Don't worry about uh, it. Unless they have the good grace to um, plop themselves down on terra firma, I ain't fucking interested. Yeah. Bit rude, isn't it? Well, it's, it's like... A bit rude just to be snooping about. When we were in um, uh, Johannesburg and just had those lads in the um, in, in the trucks and they were just doing doing their rounds, just having, yeah. having a peek at people's houses and stuff. Yeah. It's like that. Rude. But intergalactically. But if they but, spotted a gate open, they'd be right in there. But you must surely admit, Pete Donaldson, that you know, there's going to be technology that we don't know about yet because they're not going to have, they're not going to have released it. I mean, like the stealth bomber, for example, that was developed in the 80s, wasn't it? I mean, it's 30 years ago now. So mm. there's going to be much better technology than that now and they're probably just testing it out, aren't they? Or not. <laughs> or just normal planes that we just don't have... Ag- like, the army presumably don't put their uh, put their planes on flight radar 24, do they? They say this is an army plane floating around or, an, or, a, or a naval... Uh, vessel. But wouldn't you quite like to know what it is? <coughs> what? Wouldn't you quite like us to know what it is? What do you mean? In, it'll just be a normal army plane. <clears throat> Surely. This was triangle shape. Chinook. This was triangle shape. <laughs> he was not... driving, so he definitely wasn't it's drinking. A, yeah, yeah. Right. Email in hello at <clears throat> lukeandpeacher.com to convince this ne- this naysayer over here that this this thing is real because Pete, despite what he says, he wants to believe. It's bollocks. It's bollocks. <laughs> Find out what cuckoo spit is. And then get back to me, right? <laughs> Once you've solved cuckoo spit. I think the clue might be in the name there. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me. Ian Kennedy. Hello, Ian Kennedy. Hi, guys. Recently over on the Ramble, Pete uh, brought up the uh, 10,000 hours rule. We're talking about referees getting used to VAR. Uh, my teacher at school would constantly reference the 10,000 uh, hours uh, rule, uh, and I'm sure many of your listeners are very familiar with it. However, last year when reading David Epstein's The Sports Gene, I discovered it's actually an urban myth. I like mm. how he says it's, uh, I discovered... It's yeah. an urban myth, like, I didn't just read, it's an I've, urban myth. I've discovered this. I've discovered this. I've discovered Australia. <laughs> oh, I went there. It's based on a study conducted at the Music Academy of West Berlin in 1993. The school was known for producing world-class violinists, and the instructors were asked to split the students into three groups. Future soloists, those who would make a living playing professionally in an orchestra, and finally, a third group who would likely go on to be music teachers. The researchers then interviewed the students about their uh, schedules, uh, practice-wise, and estimated that those in the top group who would likely go on to be soloists, soloists uh, had practiced somewhere in the region of 10,000 hours before they turned 20. Um, and so um, the correlation that researchers had found had been rever- reversed in, in, in the future, saying basically ex- experts have practiced their skill for 10,000 hours, which is a real phenomenon uh, observable across many different fields. It has become 10,000 hours are required uh, to become an expert. So it's yeah. cause versus um, symptom. I yeah, I would, I, would, I would agree with that because I remember this, a lot of this came about when Matthew Syed, sports writer, um, wrote Bounce, didn't he? That 10,000 hours theory. Mm. Um, I completely agree with that last thing you said there. That that gives you the environment. Probably gives you the environment. You mm. it, has to, it has to happen. But look, I, I can't. I can't get away from the idea. Whenever someone talks about ten thousand hours, about George Best, who just, mm. you know, who's just amazing, and mm. used to spend all his time getting pissed. Yeah, you know, So I mean, clearly George Best probably didn't practice ten thousand hours unless he did it as a very very young kid, which I suppose is possible. Well, but. it's like I think they sort of said, well, ten thousand hours is the bare minimum with practice. Um, you need that natural ability and inclination to play the violin in the first place, yeah. uh, according to uh, Ian, a Scot in Toronto. Uh, a 30-year-old man from Portland, Oregon, uh, called Dan McLaughlin, 
uh, tested the 10,000 hours theory. He quit his job and tried to become a professional golfer, despite never having played a full round of golf, by practising every day until he had clocked 10,000 hours. How old was he? His efforts, 30. All right. His efforts picked up notoriety and he got free coaching, equipment from Nike and membership at fancy golf clubs so he could play with the pros. Uh, to cut a long story short, he now owns a soft drinks company. Right. <laughs> Although he does have a better golf handicap than 90% of people who play golf, he fell well short of the required yeah. level to pay to play a PGA Tour event, which was his goal. Um, yeah, it just sounds like... Uh, there's a lot of variables. Also, when you're starting at 30, I mean, that's way too late, right? Is it? Surely, it must be. It must be when you must do it in your formative years. Your brain, I mean, like, I, I was, I was, well, I sort of still am learning to play the piano. Mm. And it's hard. And I, I learned musical instruments when I was a kid. And when I was a kid, I was relatively decent at them because your brain's like a sponge. <clears throat> now it's much harder. It's much do harder. Do you not think that you, um, that because you are quite musical and you do have some natural ability, you find it even easier than people who just have no... E oh yeah, top. for sure, absolutely. Mm. I, 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 and my, my piano teachers even said that. Mm. But but I think when you're when you're a kid, it's much easier because mm. your brain, like I say, your brain's like a sponge, and you remember everything, and you can soak it all up. I think if you if you gave, I mean, because the Tiger Woods thing would be the um, would be an example, I suppose, based on what you said there. Obviously, he has a huge amount of natural ability, but he was famously, um, you know, he drove himself very hard from a very very young age. There's talk of him hitting golf balls when he was like two and stuff. Mm. Um, Serena and Venus Williams were enrolled in tennis coaching courses before they were even born by their father. Right. So he obviously had a plan for them. And there's a lot of controversy around that as well, of course, because they're children. So I think uh, I think you're right. I think it has to have a, there has to be an innate amount of natural ability. But I think if you are going to go down that 10,000-hour rule, it has to be at a formative age. Mm. I don't think you and I now... I mean, there, there would be athletic restrictions to it anyway. I mean, we, we couldn't say at the age of 38, oh, by the way, we want to become Olympic sprinters. I mean, it's just not going to happen. Mm. But that wouldn't happen anyway because there's clearly certain people are, so, are predisposed to certain types of sport, aren't they? So I watched a, I watch a lot of um, graphics card um, uh, YouTube videos. So right, I've probably clocked up a, <clears throat> clocked up a few hours uh, this uh, this past few years. Are you the first time. human genius graphics card? <laughs> so I reckon I could probably fit a few graphics card in the future. So, I could be the graphics card guy, the GPU man. No, but that only works if you could yourself become a human graphics card. I'm not sure that's um, how it works. Could you, by the way, on that, because you just reminded me to ask you something. Mm. Could you, in theory, right, this is a bit of a bizarre question, Mm. but in theory, Mm. could you put like a USB port, install it into your body, Mm. wire it with the right technology Mm. into like your brain and have your brain download US stuff from USB? What do you mean as in download? So like, like... so like information on held on like a device, yeah. plug it into the USB into the skin and download it to your brain. How would that... Um... Well, I'm asking you. Well, I think that, haven't they, um, didn't somebody manage to do a brain scan and interpret the brain scan uh, and they could, if you thought of an animal, uh, they could sort of get a really, 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 really fuzzy picture of what you were thinking what? about. That's I good. think that's the case, but... Um, <laughs> well, people that um, really diff, um, heavily, like, severely disabled people mm. are able to move cursors on screens with their minds now, aren't they? Mm. Yeah. So it's not the only round of, possi- rounds of possibility, right? Mm. But aren't they sort of tied to mm, muscular receptors rather? Like you, I think it's, no, I think it's the brain, tried... sensors in the brain. Yeah, but like the, which move the muscles. So like you're kind of thinking about moving, I don't know, your arm in a certain way or your eyelid or something. Yeah. Like you're, you're, you're thinking about how, you, you, how to move that cursor. Uh, and that's what that the, the, that, that part it. of your brain sort of stimulates the uh, the senses. Because I, I don't think I'll be able to do it. Because I think I'll just spend all my time thinking about dinner, Pornhub. Be yeah. really, 
yeah. really hard to close that window down if you've got control <laughs> yeah. of it with your mind. But the reason I, it'd be like in that scene in the Inbetweeners movie where he's got a dead hand right. and he's trying to cut, shut down the palm and his mum walks in because, but he's numbed his hand so he can't. <laughs> um, but the reason I ask that is because it sounds like a bit of a basic question, I suppose. Mm. But when you look at a hard drive, it's just information, right? Mm. And your brain really is just information too. So you wonder whether they would be compatible in any way. Well, no. <laughs> right, well, it's just, it's there would worth... need to be some conversion, wouldn't there? There need to be some conversion yeah, of course. To how that information will get into your brain. I just but like I mean, the just idea of seeing plug... someone with one of those on them. Like a oh, we could do that bit. <laughs> yeah, just we for sure. Bit today. Just... <laughs> get the eye of Oh, next week. Looks infected, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> all well, right, let's squeeze... all right. Let's squeeze one more email in before we go. Right. Um, this is from Ewan Burns. He says, How many Ewans are listening? Hello. I probably missed the chance here because I saved lots of episodes for my summer job barcoding school uniforms. Wow. I don't know what that means. Um, but hearing there are multiple, i.e., three young Ewans listening to the pod. I want to know how many Ewans are listening in total. I find we are like buses. I never meet another one, and then I'm sat next to two others in an A-level class. There's also a bizarre amount of spellings, so this should be read out. Let's see how many different spellings there are of Ewan as well. I'm 19 <laughs> years old, and I'm called Ewan. Keep up the good work, Ewan Burns. Ewan Burns. I'd like to know how many Lukes and Peets there are. Mm. If you're a Luke or a Pete, email in, and we'll count them up. I mean, g- give us something other than that, to be honest. I mean, like... We'd love some information as well, yeah. <laughs> so I can download to my brain from my USB port. Exactly. That'll be good. It's always <laughs> nice to know. You and I, one of my best friends at school was called Ewan. That might be the dullest fact you have ever given the people on Stick the around. show. Yeah. Stick around. Stick around. Stick around the Thursday show. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's right. get out of here because we, it seems we are approaching uh, the, the, the lowest points. That was bank holiday special, that. <laughs> Absolute bank holiday <laughs> With special. With a bank holiday performance. Everyone well. listening to this has got a hangover. <laughs> Every single person. <laughs> All right, then. Let's get out of here. See you on Thursday. We'll see you on Thursday. If you want to get to the show, hello at lungpeachshow.com. We'll see you soon. Bye. (laughs) 